0: Today on the TalentCast, we talk about the future. No, I mean, really, we're going to do that. It's going to be fun. Don't worry. Stick around. Welcome to the TalentCast. I'm your host, James Ellis. This podcast has one simple goal, to change the conversation around recruiting, employer brand, and hiring. Simple as that. The only way we can do that is by making this a 100% no-pitch zone, meaning no one's making any money, no one's giving any money, nobody's sponsoring anything, so please, Come join us. Come learn. Come engage in this conversation. Come grow our industry with me. Uh, if you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter at the War for Talent, or you can look at our website, thetalentcast.com. Otherwise, let's get to it. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. So, I'm um, still feeling all. The effects of uh, social recruiting strategies, <laughs> conference, and the plane. Which I usually blame the plane, right? He just—it's a—it's a flying petri dish, for God's sake. Uh, so my throat's a little sore. Anyway, that said, I want to talk about the future. Um, that is not to say I'm here to talk about what do you think Google for jobs is going to impact Indeed, and what do you think uh, Facebook's plans are for its job tools, or what do you think uh, AI? How will AI impact our jobs? Not that kind of future. I don't want to talk about that kind of future I want to talk about the future that you right now should be selling to your candidates my mantra for this year and I mean this I've actually said this on stage the other day uh, last week um, my mantra for this year is that your job and my job is not to sell a job we sometimes break it down that way. You know, like Indeed's mantra is um, you know, I help people find jobs and that's great and all but I don't think that's what we do. That's not what I do. That's not what you should be doing. I don't think that's what Indeed should be doing. I don't think that's in you, when you really get down to brass tacks. I don't think that's what we do. I don't think we sell jobs because if you sell a job you're implying hey person here is a job. I'll let you figure out because I've read your job descriptions and they don't give this information away, but I'll let you figure out if this is a place where you can grow. If this is a place where excelling and will lead to your personal growth or your professional growth. I won't even tell you how you will excel in this job. I won't tell you that this is a place where you need to put 12 hours a day in order to excel because the bar is so high and there's so, much things, so many things to do that it's just a very high bar. Now, some people can do it, but it may or may not be you. But because I've not defined it, how the hell would you know? I'm not gonna tell you that the best way to succeed in this company is to play politics. I'm not gonna tell you the best way to succeed in this uh, job is to take a second job inside this company or move to another department where all the leadership seems to be springing from or at least you know in some companies you can't become leader of something unless you spent time in the accounting team or the sales team or whatever. Unless you really truly understand what that part of the business does. That stuff never comes out in the job description or the job posting or the career site. That's just not what you find. What you find is here is a job, meaning here is a series of expectations, responsibilities, and tasks that you will be performing on any given day. And this is what, you know, why you would do it in a way that's more about a hey, we are a fun company. Hey, we're a company that's growing. Hey, we're a public company that does this. Hey, we're a privately held company that does that. Blah, blah, blah. You are selling a job, you are selling a transaction. Give me your time and I will give you some money. And we will negotiate about how much money I will give you. And then once you get here, you'll get a sense of how much time it takes to get that money and keep that money coming, which is deeply unfair on every level for everybody involved. Right. If you don't say if you if if, if, if a can, if a great candidate walks in and assumes they can spend nine to ten hours a day doing amazing work and that's what's going to cause them to grow within the company professionally, get raises, get promotions, get the bonuses they're looking for, get other opportunities they're looking for, but it turns out they need to spend twelve to fourteen hours, that person's going to leave right after you finish training them, and they didn't just lose; you lost. Your job is not to sell a job. Your focus should not be to sell a job your focus is to sell something very very different because well, let's be fair this is a journey you're asking people to go on a journey with you you're asking people to put to hitch their wagon to your star to say look this company is going places this company is moving forward this company is growing this company is learning and it's innovating and it's redefining the blah 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 marketing term marketing term marketing term great good do those things and do something else explain to that person in that journey that being part of this they get to play a role they get to be the hero of their journey i've been using this joke a lot lately um you know there's lord of the rings and there's a great picture i have of lord of the rings of of the whole team walking up this mountain and there's you know the dwarf and the elf and the ranger and the two hobbits and the horse and the the other elf and the thing and the thing and the thing i said look in this lineup of people Who here wants to be the horse? Nobody. Nobody wants to be the horse. Nobody wants to be uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Everybody wants to be Hamlet. Everybody wants to be the hero of their story. Now, Hamlet's a bad example because, let's be fair, Hamlet's not exactly the hero of the story. Uh, He dies in the end. Spoiler. Too soon? Too early? I'm sorry. I should have hashtagged that. Spoiler alert. Um, Yeah, Hamlet dies. He's not the hero. He's the hero of the story in that he's the protagonist, but he's not exactly the hero of the story. Uh, in a way, he's a tragic hero, maybe, at best, and that's really not what you're shooting for. And this is a digression about Shakespeare I had not planned on getting into. What you want to be is the hero. You want to be Bilbo Baggins. You want to be um, you know, the ranger, you, whose name I've absolutely forgotten because I'm not that particular kind of, of Lord of the Rings nerd. You want people people will join you if you can make them feel like the hero of your story if they feel like they're the hero of their journey they will be more aligned to listen to you more inclined to listen to you and that goes beyond the journey of applying for a job that goes into the journey their personal journey of growth learning succeeding or failing and if you say if you join our company you get to be a cog and do what other people tell you to do and in so doing, we get to pay you. Do they feel like the hero of the journey? No. And unfortunately, most job descriptions are written like that. You will do this, you will do that, you will do this, and for this, you will join a company that is growing. It is rare, and I do see it. That's nice to see it. And I think we can do more of it. Like, you will make an impact on our bottom line. You will impact how we do things. You will have a chance to forge a path. You will be teaching us how to learn these things. That is a that is a clear, clearly stated way in which that candidate could be the hero of that story we need to be doing more of that that is what you're selling is a future meaning for people who care about impact they want to know that if they join your company they will get a chance to make a clear impact for people who care about money they will know that joining that company they will make the money so that they can go buy the sports car car or house or boat or whatever they want to buy If they are caring about support and personal growth, they need to know that joining this company, their future will consist of people who will care about them and support them and help them grow and help them manage their life and help them manage the job as much as they will get to help other people grow. What is that candidate's motivation? Make them understand how that motivation helps them succeed in the future. You don't sell jobs, you sell their future. quick interruption. The goal here is to change the conversation around recruiting, hiring an employer brand. The only way we can achieve that goal is with your help. And that is not with money, not with sponsorship. No, 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 no. It's to just simply share us and review us. Simple as that. Just review us wherever you get podcasts, share us on social media, say nice things about us or complain about us. I That really is completely fair. Uh, that's all we really ask. That's all. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, let's get back to the show. Right. Now, unfortunately, so much of what we do as recruiting and, and, and uh, you know, recruiting and talent professionals is inherited from a time in which none of this would make sense, right? Way back when, and I don't mean all that far back, I mean when my dad looked for a first job, your job was to pick a company, hit your wagon to that star, and live there forever, right? We're talking in the 60s and 70s. This is not way back in the industrial revolution this is not long ago the goal was to get someone to say i will join that company in my father's case it was merrill lynch and by the way i don't think merrill lynch exists anymore um say look you will join us and over time we will teach you we will give you chances to grow and your future will be wide you will have a chance to to become a leader, to become an individual contributor, to make money for yourself, to grow, we will give you a chance to speak in front of people, to become a thought leader, though that term certainly didn't exist at the time. We will give you these chances apply for this entry-level job. Now, unfortunately, that information didn't happen in the job description. That happened around the job description. The recruiter would say that or you know, the university recruiter would say that or some of the marketing materials might have said that, but really it was about everyone knew if you joined Company X, you would likely be there for a very, 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 very long time. They wanted you there for your life. My dad, hey dad, he doesn't listen to this podcast, but hey dad, he was at Merrill Lynch for, I want to say 17 years. 17 years. I cannot conceive of being in a company for 17 years. I literally, I'm thinking about cold fusion, it makes more sense. It, I cannot conceive of a world in which I would be or anybody I know would be at a company for 17 years. Even people I know who have dedicated themselves to the university, they still move departments and change and, and change not just jobs, but they change um, teams and they change spaces and they maybe work in this library, maybe they go in that team or whatever. They still move around. I, I can't conceive of sticking around that long. And I think I'm in the minor, or my majority now that it's so crazy to think of being in a company for 17 years. And if you're not going to be in a company for 17 years or 25 years of life, what the hell future are we talking about? And I bring that up because my friend Sheru Malhotra out of – well, I'm not going to say – I don't know where she is right now. She's, she, she just left a job, uh, and I'm trying to th- – I don't know where she is at the top of it. But anyway, hey, Cheru, How you doing? Um, thank you so much for arguing with me on Twitter. I love it when you do that. I really do. I, was, I posted something on Twitter that says your job is to sell a future. That's my mantra. And she says, I'm going to disagree with you. And I went, ah, excellent. I love it. You, you don't know. I love it when we fight. I love it when we disagree. That's how I learn legitimately. For whatever reason, I have that kind of mentality. I'm not here to argue to prove I'm right. I'm here to argue to find a truth. Anyway, that said, she said, I disagree because so much of the economy is moving towards a gig-based economy where you don't have time to offer a future. Everything is so transactional and short-term, you can't offer a future and I agree with the underlying premise there that because in a gig economy there's not a lot of time to build a future what you're saying is that hey candidate if that can be called the right word in a gig economy freelancer maybe um, I'm going to give you a clear transaction X amount of hours for Y Y number of dollars or pounds or euros or whatever Um, that is a transactional model and I assume That by you entering into this gig economy, you are doing it with a clear understanding of why you're doing it and the future you're trying to achieve. So, for example, if we use, you know, the commercials that your standard gig economy uh, uh, monsters would say, like an Uber or a Lyft or whatever, you do this job in your part-time, meaning you either have a day job or you don't have a day job, or your day job isn't one that has a regular income. Let's pretend you're an artist or an artist, depending on where you're from. And in between crafting poetry or painting paintings or designing posters that will radically change the world or perhaps get you paid, you need a basic income. You need to pay your rent. And right now the poetry, sculpture, painting, dance business is not really paying on a regular basis. And there are plenty of times in which you feel pretty crunched for cash. And you need to go drive an Uber or drive a Lyft or do a TaskRabbit or uh, pick groceries at Instacart or whatever, Right? gig economy you do stuff you're expected as that candidate to make your own future but uh, i noticed that i'm seeing in these commercials you look at an uber commercial and the more recent ones or ads they're not there about hey make a whole lot of money make a whole lot of cash but what they're saying is look you already have a a future in mind you want to be a sculptor poet painter artiste dancer, what have you. You want to write a play or a song. You want to do this thing on, and, and, and that is the thing you want your life to be about. You want to save the world. You want to save the puppies. You want to whatever. You want to volunteer for a living. Obviously that doesn't make a lot of money. So you need to make enough money to feed and clothe and house yourself and we're gonna help you do that because we're so flexible and we're very clear about the transaction between your time and cash. The assumption there is that the future exists and we're simply enabling it. I don't think that's all that different from what we're doing. I think people want a future and they want a future in which they're the CEO. They want a future in which they can raise a family. They want a future in which they invent and patent something. They want a future in which they get to become famous. They want a future in which they they build stability and long-term stability so they can retire at the age of whatever. That is the future they're looking for. And I think that's true of any job. I think whether it's gig economy or non-gig economy, whatever we're calling that. And I think we can be more clear about how we as recruiters and hiring people are here to facilitate that future. So when I say your job is to sell a future, my job I'm not saying you should invent a future and thrust it upon them and say, here's your future. That sounds horrible. Yeah. And since everybody's motivation is so complex and different, that sounds like a great way to get yourself in trouble. What I'm saying is that you need to tap into people's hope for a future that you need to be more clear in your job descriptions, in your marketing materials, in your uh, stories that you tell, in your career site about how you are enabling other people's future. Even if you're a big IBM level company, and I'm picking them because they're fairly big and anonymous and no one really, you know, they're big, they're anonymous. Um, people don't join them to become anonymous. They come there for a reason. Their future is to create a stable, secure future. Their future is to, their 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 the future they're trying to create is to learn a lot about the business and in the industry, or to make connections. Their future is to make enough money to allow them to do X and Y and Z. Your job is to show how your jobs offer them the ability to enact and create and make real and manifest that future. I'm not saying go make their future and give it to them. I'm saying they have a future in mind. They have something they care about. What I care about, the future I'm trying to care and make about, is not necessarily what you're trying to create. We could still be very happy at the same company. We could still be very happy doing very similar jobs. But the future I'm trying to create and the reason I'm at this job may differ from yours. So don't try it. So when I say sell them a future, don't say here's a future, sell it to them. I'm saying sell them their future. Understand what you're offering. Understand why your business exists. What it's it hope for the future in terms of making the world a greener, safer, nicer place? Is it hope for the future by giving them stability and the ability to retire? Is it hope for the future and that it allows them to innovate and grow so they can get a better job someplace else? Right? Enterprise Holdings in mostly the U.S., but I know that they have branches out in Europe, is famous or at least well known for saying we only or f- almost exclusively hire entry-level candidates because having gone through our management trainee process, you rise to the ranks. We do not hide from the outside; hire from the outside. Thus, the future they are suggesting is one of long-term growth and stability. No one goes into enterprise holdings to win the lottery right? They're not there in the hopes that this company becomes a unicorn and makes them millionaires overnight. They're not there because they hope that it will make them famous. They're there because they see a longer-term future. And this is a company for whom 17 years does make sense. But they're built around that idea. They're one of the very 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 few companies built around that idea. Now where you work maybe you hire from the outside all the time and you can't have that same idea. And that's fine. What is the future what futures, more importantly, can you be manifesting for other people? And how do you do a better job helping manifest those futures for other people than other companies? That's what you should be focusing on. There you go. You don't sell f- jobs, you sell futures. So, short podcast, but I think for me, like I said, this is my mantra. This is a real thing. I, you know, every try, my write job descriptions or write copy or write material or build videos or what have you. I'm trying to remind myself to remember that I'm trying to sell a future, not a job, not a company, not a stock price. I'm here to sell a future. And I think and argue with me all you want. I love it when you do. I think that's what you should be doing too. All right, so short podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week. Uh, I'm going to be at ERE and I'm going to be at RecruitCon. Uh, dates are going to be on the show notes and what have you. Uh, look me up. Otherwise, argue with me on Twitter. Complain about Twitter. Suggest ideas on Twitter. All those you know, Twittery type things. You got 280 characters. Go nuts. Uh, I'm at the War for Talent. Um, follow me. Find me on LinkedIn. Whatever. I'm you know. I'm happy to to engage. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next week. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission that through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.